Okay, hold on one second. Hello? Yep, can you hear me? Walter? Hey, yes, how yeah. are you? I'm doing great, how are you? Great. Good, no, um, you know, I just wanted to, you know, take this time to welcome you to El Propio Troqui Podcast, and where we talk about any and everything, um, and today we have a very special guest. Um, you want to introduce yourself, Alyssa? Oh, hi, my name's Alyssa, but most call me Fluff, and I had a successful soap making business known as My Fluffy Puffs out of Boston, Massachusetts. Very good. Um, you know, today I just wanted to bring you on the podcast and kind of give you, um, you know, the opportunity to let others, you know, know about your your business. You know, I've been put on to you. Well, I mean, I kind of came across your brand. And I think I was kind of like looking at um, Wave, you know, how to get Waves, whatever. You know, I mean, I've had them before, but, you know, there was a kind of a, a boom for them. I think that it was during COVID, like a huge boom for you know, waves and, you know, how to, you know, putting on the do-rag the right way and all these kinds of things. Um, you know, and I came across your product and it really seemed like something that was um, very unique, obviously, you know, because normally there's, you know, different gels that you can use, um, you know, things like that. Um, but, you know, you created this kind of wave slime. <laughs> Hello? Do I know? Yeah, I'm right here. So, you know, I noticed that you had, like, created this wave slime that seemed very interesting. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that, kind of the, the, the way that it was created, how you kind of came up with the idea, the process that goes into, into making it? Okay, so um, I think I started in 2017, and honestly, my line was dedicated to women. It was never, it, it never meant to like migrate into the male demographic, but I yep. realized that there was guys buying my soap bar at the time. I, and I'm like, who are these men buying this stuff? This, you know what I mean? So I started looking up names on Facebook, trying to snoop out like what's going on. And um, I came across Charles, which is a lot of people know him as Baldy on, he was on mm -hmm. a wave page on elite spins and Mm -hmm. I, I reached out to him via Twitter, right? And he's like, yeah, I've been buying your soap for like the last couple of months. I really like it. And I'm like, but why? <laughs> why? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, not no, for yeah. you. And, okay. and he pretty much summarized like, yeah, I'm a waver. And I was like, I don't know. What those are. I, I knew there was guys with waves, but I, I didn't know that guys with waves were so into maintenance, right? Into Man. You know, this dedicated, this dedicated like passion or taking care of their waste. I didn't even. Guys use blue magic or like, um, I don't know, S curl. Like, I had no idea. Um, but I totally got educated the minute he allowed me to join onto Elite Spin. So I joined the page and all I did was watch. I was in amazement. I was like, what? I, I didn't know that guys like, join groups to go live and wash their hair together. I didn't know guys yeah. had brush sessions. 
I didn't know anything about this. I didn't know guys self-cut like that. I thought only few and far between self-cut, right? So I was like, wow, okay. So anyway, I, I, I just did what I was normally doing. But then he kept inviting me to like join um, giveaways. So I did giveaways. Um, I got to know, know more customers. It was pretty much word of mouth. It was just organic grassroots approach to this. And then when 2020 happened, it was, you know, it was just a, it was just a moment of nobody knows what's going on this year. Why is the country shutting down? Everything's weird. And I think people just had this like health conscious mindset for soap. You know what I mean? I need to keep yeah, clean. Yeah. I don't want to touch anybody. I definitely don't want anyone breathing on me at this point. There was a shortage yeah. of tissue, paper towels, Lysol. <laughs> Oh, it was crazy. Okay, it was crazy time and mask, right? So like yeah. because I made soap, it was like insane. And at the time, people couldn't even get their hands on hand sanitizer. So we started yeah. offering hand sanitizer because I can get it from my vendor because I'm a commercial. So they was like, mm. "Oh yeah, I get loads of hand sanitizer." I didn't know you guys wanted it. Okay, and um, what else? Oh, we made wave slime as just like a one-time deal for waivers. Right. Mm -hmm. so it was back in 2019. We, we introduced mm -hmm. Wave Slime in just this one ounce free sample. And we gave it away to 100 customers. Just, you know, whatever, with their order. Just here, just try this out. See if you like it. It looked weird. It was a small, clear jar. No label, just a sticker of just mm -hmm. a slime shampoo. Like a, a shampoo that lathers in water. Right. And it has this like foaming effect. I was behind six weeks with orders after introducing Waveslime. Mm. And it was killing me because I work, you know what I mean? And my job is, my job at the time was very demanding. I was on a call yeah. every weekend. You know, I had to beg for time off. I was on shift. So it was like, I was killing myself to try to catch up with orders. Um, but, but, but it turned out to be a six-figure product, right? And then we expanded Ooh. from there. And so we introduced small um, like versions of, of different scents, different um, mm -hmm. color waves. Yes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We did like, and I like, I like hip hop. I like culture music. So I'm like, okay, we got Wu-Tang. We got DMX. We got Biggie. And then some other B.O.B.s were like, hey, we want to jump in on this. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's just do do-rags. <laughs> like, we had no, man. Yes. Rag, rag dealer do some perforated wash do-rags so that men can wash their hair with the do-rag, keep their pattern in place, you know what I mean, in the washing mm. style, and boom, you know what I mean, use our product. And it was a great way of doing promotion, cross-promotion. So rag dealer got put on with that. We did... Oh, um, Ocean View Beauty, they were on in on with that. You know what I mean? It was just a way of, hey, acknowledging these other brands in the wave game that were already doing their own thing. But it was like, oh, let's 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 bring in this product as part of it, right? Mm -hmm. We developed our own system pretty much. So it's like, oh, this is the washing style. Great. This is something that you're familiar with. But here you can do it all in like just a quick session. Here's your here's your wave slime shampoo. Pick your scent or colorway that you like, right? You could use a wash rag that you know is associated with a different brand. Oh, 
do you like socks? Here's a little, you know what I mean? We did like sock no, joy. Man, I remember the sock, it was like the, the like the pukey face. Oh my God, that was nasty. I was like, oh my I was God. like the socks and everything. I was like, yeah. oh, you like, cause I was like, oh, men like socks. Like I was thinking, okay, well, since you got all these guy customers, what do guys like? I was like, oh, guys love socks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, and the hoop? I was like, oh man, and of course, yeah. and of course, there's a waiver who makes socks for a living. Of course there is. There's always a guy for something. He's like, I make socks. I was like, great. How much do I need? He's like, 600. I was like, great. I want $600 worth of socks. <laughs> and then and then it was wintertime. And I was like, oh, wait. What else do guys like? They like hoodies. Ha! Let's yeah. do hoodies. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm a crazy nut. And I was like, let's order four grand worth of hoodies. But they can't be regular hoodies. Let's make them satin line hoodies because they're waivers and they care about their hair. <laughs> Man, like, I swear, bro, like so many people took advantage of, you know, there were so many entrepreneurs that were made from like, you know what I'm saying? In the past few years, it's been crazy. But I mean, like, for example, like your product was super like, I mean, you know, I came across it. I was like, what the, what is this? You know, because I think I came across it like 2019, like right before the pandemic and then the pandemic hit. And then, um, you know, because I was kind of looking into, you know, get my ways back, whatever. But then, like, you know, I came across, oh, my God, it was, um, is it we? No, it's Jeezy. What's his name? 360 Jeezy. Oh, oh, my God. I came across him, and I came across a lot of other people. But, like, he's, like, the most extra, like, the most, I feel like, you know, if not the most well-known, you know, one of the most well-known. And then there's Real Sir Cruz, right? You know, and there's a lot of other ones. But, mm -hmm. you know, freaking, I mean, they're, you know, and I wasn't, I didn't think that people freaking cared about what it did, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they'll go live and then they'll be like, you know, it's a brush gesture or whatever. I was like, who freaking cares? And first of all, it doesn't take that long to get regular waves. Now, if you want waves like them, yes, you know, you have to do the brush gesture, whatever. But, you know, I mean, it's a great, I th you know, honestly, it really kind of turned into like a community thing you know, for, you know, for waivers, which is, you know, very interesting. And, you know, I know that you guys, I mean, you must feel, um, you know, blessed, I guess, you know, to have been a part of that, and, you know, created that, that boom, you know, I've been a part of it. Um, you know, how, what have been some of the difficulties that you've, you know, come across, you know, since I've been following for a while, I remember that there was, um, there was one that there was like a, a disgruntled customer or something, um, oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is my first business and yep. never expected to have this type of growth, to be honest. Yep. Everything in my business plan did not happen. Like the way I visualized the future of the brand growth did not occur that way. It was like, okay, we went from doing three products, only three products we retailed to doing an expansion of 14 products. And I'm like still working at the time. Yeah. And I'm like juggling in my head. Okay, I live by myself. I'm single. I don't own a goldfish. My bills are minimal. Like yeah. minimal. I always, I really don't have a lot of bills like that. I only have like two credit cards to my name. Like I live very simple. And That's smart though. And people laughed at me like, why don't you buy a house? Mind you, you know, I was doing all this stuff out of an apartment. Ooh. Yes. It was so funny because my, let me, I'll tell you about that. So um, I lived in Boston, had an apartment on the third floor. 
And it was a third floor of this huge house. And my landlord's like, hey, I'm going to buy another house. I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'm going to move. So I was thinking about buying a house somewhere, moving out of state. He's like, you don't have to do that. You could just take the whole house. I was like, okay. So yeah, I took over the entire house. Huge, huge three bedroom, one and a half bath, like 2,300 square feet, full garage. You know what I mean? I got everything. I got the balcony on the the balcony. I got the back deck. I have a whole garden. You You know what I mean? Like I got the entire thing, right? I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Like, but let me tell you, like, it was a lot because it was like, oh, do I leave my job now? Do I leave my job later? What's going to happen? If I stay at this job, I'm still going to be have to work like 60, 70 hours a week. That's yeah. not going to change because I'm a utility. So what am yeah. I going to do? I have to give something up. And I was like, all right. You know, I made that decision in September of 21 to actually leave because I was like, I can't do both. I can't change my schedule. I can't, I can't manage this. But I would get yeah. this to customers because it's like, you know, we went from doing maybe, maybe on a good month, 200 orders to doing like 1,100 orders easy every single month. Mm, and, that's a lot. Yeah. And when you're thinking, oh, it's just 1,100 orders. No, that's just the order. Most of our average orders are three pieces. You understand? So I'm making like 3,000 products a month while yeah. working shipping and packing those and you know what i mean and trying to promote at the same time you know we had our customers that would like always buy from us i'm like hey you want to be an ambassador because i just had to offload some type of responsibility and i realized where my mistakes were made i realized that i did not transition fast enough and that because of the pace of the growth it was like slipping under my feet like i the growth was there we're making money Look, I'm making like 30 grand a month. I'm living in an apartment, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell and I'm him. Still, and I'm still going to work. Yep. <laughs> Getting yelled at by my supervisor or whatever. Ooh. You know what I mean? And I'm looking at him like, I don't even need this job. <laughs> like, oh, I'm still bro. working That's, because I'm like, yeah. hey, I don't know what's going to happen next, right? Like, I'm not stupid. I'm not, you know what I mean? Put some away, whatever, all that good stuff, but... I don't, I, I was so unsure of what I should do. And I, I, I realized like my connection was to the customers. That's where I should have just been focused, connecting to the customers and just focused on them. And whatever happens, happens. And if we weren't able to grow, that's fine. If we weren't able to grow, I should have just said, hey, listen, we got to stop growing. Or maybe scale back a little bit so I could handle it. Those are what I could see now in hindsight. That it would have been all right for me to say, hey, you know what? We're doing too much. Let's cut our inventory down. Because it was just too much to handle. It was People wanted to keep ordering more and more and more. We were shipping to 14 countries. And then there was some waivers that were in different countries, you know, that wanted to order from us, but they couldn't because I was like, the shipping costs are too high. Or, you know, we can't ensure that it's going to get delivered on time based off what you want to pay. Like, you know what I mean? There was, I didn't have the investment to just inject capital. So all the capital came from me, my job, what I did yes. for work, if I took overtime. And because, you know,
You were just talking about, um, you know, how in Boston it was like. Oh well, I was saying that the, um, I think, I think I said that you know the job pretty much paid for everything, mm-hmm. and and it was injecting the capital that I needed, and then you know I would take out loans or whatever, but it still wasn't enough to meet demand. No man, like the thing is, I mean. Because, uh, you know, matter of fact, whenever the pandemic hit, you know, and I started following you or whatever, I was in Colombia, which is, you know, you know, like South America. Yes. And so, um, you know, whenever I got on, I was like, oh, my God, I kind of want to buy some. But it was like, you know what I'm saying? It's an American product. And then it has to be shipping costs are going to be probably crazy. Right. We were running into those issues, too. Like, there are some customers who wanted to buy from us in Africa, and I was like, to ship to Africa Ooh. alone is, like, over $20 for a small box. Yeah. And most people, yep. and that's the thing with customers, right? Customers expect, well, Amazon could do it. Why can't you? Well, this person's shipping for this much. Why can't you? They don't understand. Oh, yeah. They don't understand the metrics of this stuff behind closed doors. They're thinking that, well, you're overcharging. You're charging too much. It's like, dude, I'm looking at the screen. I'm reading you verbatim what it says to me right now if I ship it from this country to yours. And and they don't understand that. Like, you have to have a certain amount of volume to try to justify. I don't know if you can hear me or not, but. Yeah, so you said that you had to you have to have a certain amount of volume to yeah. justify that shipping. Right. Hi, can you um excuse me? Can you, can you... Yeah, sorry. Okay. Uh, we're doing a huge donation now. You're in need of makeup. Because really I don't wear makeup. Thank you. Though. Thirty boxes, thank you. Thank you. I'm right here. Go ahead. No, but um again, this is on this next point. I wanted to um you know, so you left your job now, yes. Right. Ooh. And so, you know, I mean, I'm sure that the the um, you know the, the the financial growth of this business has been amazing. But I kind of wanted to talk about this last year. You know, um, you know, what are some of the things that you're taking into 2023? Some of your, you know, your, you know, W's and L's that you took in 20 in 2022 that you'll be um, capitalizing on this year. Well, for I don't know exactly what I want to do with this business anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to actually keep it or not. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think that if I do, I'd have to make some drastic changes 
And what I would do is I would I would revamp this from the ground up. It would be it would be where it's fully automated. I think that at a certain time, if you're starting, yes, you could do handmade. Yes, it could be right. a hand batch product. But now that my customers have dispersed to other BOBs that maybe you're aware of, mm-hmm. and now those BOBs are running into issues with shipping. Mm-hmm. Those BOBs are running into issues with production. This is something that you as a customer has seen before. Yep. And now you're like, why are they slowing down? It's because they're taking in more demand. It's because they have to worry about buying inventory. It's because they have to make sure. They have to make mm-hmm. sure that they, everything is balanced. And right. it's, it's much more difficult to do that when you are the owner and the employee. And until you decide to make the, the change to say, hey, listen, no, I got to change gears. If I had to do it all over again, I don't mind starting a hand batch, but I would definitely try to incorporate automation earlier. And what I mean by that is, I would have hired someone to handle social media promotion and everything, which I've done in the past. I've done Mm. this in the past twice. I hired a marketing team out of Philadelphia before they were charging me like $1,400 a month because I was small Mm. and I didn't like the work they did. I felt like I was paying Mm. for something that didn't really generate any type of revenue or results. Exactly. I hired them to do my newsletters. I hired them to do my, um, my product photography. I hired another company out of Atlanta, husband and wife, a few years after these guys. Those guys were hired in 2018. I hired this company back in 2020. Again, horrible job. I'm paying yep. you like two grand a month. Ooh. I'm paying you two grand a month. I'm not seeing $2,000 worth of actually anything that I can't do myself. I'm like, I could do this myself. And I did. And I love the work. So, so it's <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, you have to try to do something, but you also have to be willing to take the risk. And that's the thing. You're losing money when it doesn't work out. Yep. And no one knows that. They just see the end result. When you're on social media or you're seeing someone who makes a post, you're looking at the end result, not what it took to actually get there. When a customer makes a complaint, they like to voice their complaints online, but they'll email me as well. And in the email, I'll say, well, would you like a full refund? No, I still want the product. So what was the purpose of the actual facepalm? Facepalm time. So it's like, listen, if I had to do it all over again, would I do it the same? No, I wouldn't. Did I take the risk? Yeah, I took the risk. So I don't have any regrets. You got to take that. You got to take you, the risk. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. And a lot of people no. don't. A lot of people don't. That's the thing. A lot of people are comfortable in where they at right now. And that's it. They're not willing to take the risk. When I did Waistline, there was nothing like that on the pages. I wanted to do something totally different. I didn't want to just make another bar or a conditioner bar or something like I was like, no, I want to do something totally drastic different. And I did and that. It was. And then it was. and then people called me a fool. Yes. 
They said that it wasn't good, as good as a soap bar. They said it was overrated. They said it doesn't clean your hair the same as a soap bar. They said that it was overpriced. Right? And here we are. And how many people are now trying to make their own versions of waistline or smoke clay right now? How many? You see it. So you have to be willing to take the risk to fail. Are you willing to take that risk? We went from doing, let's see, 2017, I lost $12,000. And I'm going to tell you how. Mm. At that year, I hired a fulfillment company to ship all of my orders. And they would ship everything for me. And I had to pay them for storage. I had to pay them to ship it. I had to pay for the boxes they shipped. All of those costs in in my in 2017, we made, only made like 36 grand, 37 grand, and I spent 12 grand on shipping costs from this fulfillment center. We made zero dollars, zero. In 2018, I said, okay, this product line is costing me too much money. Let's to- change it. Totally change the product line. In 2019, introduced waistline. We went from doing 37 to 73 to a hundred and fifty to two hundred and ninety thousand and i'm one person living in an apartment in boston if i didn't take the risk and if i didn't fail i wouldn't have made it that far so what looks like oh wow she didn't get that far or no, no 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 i got pretty far it's just that I'm going to hit these roadblocks as I find my way, but I'm willing to bump my head. So, you know, when I left my job, I I felt kind of bad, but I didn't. They gave me my severance package. I still have my pension. I'm fully vested. You know what I mean? If I wanted to work again, sure. I look for a couple of jobs just because, you know, I was like, hey, I don't mind, right? But like... I have my own, my own, my own to save and my own money. So, but I don't mind working. It's just that I don't know, like in the future, would I take up the mantle of this business and where would I do Like, How would I change it if I was going to continue with this brand that I built? What would be my end goal? And how would it impact the next five years of my life. Cause I definitely don't want to be sitting around hand batching and pouring bars <laughs> and, yep. and, and making and sugar scrubs. You know what I mean? That's just not for me to do in the future anymore. I feel like I've done enough and I feel like that was like four years of that. And that was enough for me. Enough, enough. I mean, in the last, you- go ahead. What would you, would you sell the business or, you know, would you, I mean, because, you know, obviously there's a, you know, there's certain like, you know, ingredients, formulas, kind of stuff like that to get it just right. Honestly, there's been a few, there has been a few um, BOBs that ask for formulas and I said, I I don't mind talking to them, but Tef from, of course, he was like, Hey, I want my, because I did a specific version for him. Um, for his brand, that was like one of the last ones. And he said he wanted his, and I said, that's fine. You know what I mean? And I, I showed him how to make his version, his edition of slime. 
of wave slime shampoo. And um, it took like maybe two and a half, almost three months teaching his team from scratch, just practice, 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 you know, before it actually came to market. And he satisfied. He You also bought what now? I said, otherwise, I have not taken any further bids. Mm -hmm. No, I get it. You know, I mean, you know, when you start working at a job, you know, even after a few, you know, months, you kind of know, like, okay, I'm going to stay here. I'm not. It's time to look. You know, it's time for the next, for the next jump or whatever. You know, I mean, we've all, you know, professionals kind of, you know, felt that, you know, the itch, I call it, you know, to, to move on. Um, you know, and, you know, sometimes you got to know when to, when to, uh, when to go, you know what I mean? But I mean, yours is, it, it isn't just like one, you know, one shampoo, right? You know, there's the wave slime, there's the bar soap, you know what I mean? There's like so many different things that, you know, that you've actually done that, you know, could benefit. But, um, you mm -hmm. know, it's very interesting that, you know, I mean, I guess you could also sell it in parts, you know, if you're going to sell it each kind of part of the company. You know what I mean? I guess individually, um, you know, instead of selling the whole thing. But, you know, like I said, you know, obviously that's a very complicated type of process. You know, you can't just do that overnight, you know? Well, I don't know, like I said, exactly what I wanted to do. I knew that my plans was to wind down and then I was going to move to Illinois and pretty much, you know, solidify um, um, a long-distance relationship and then the plan was to buy a house um in 2023 2024 so it was hey you know what boston's done i've had my time here move in illinois move in save more money and then buy a house right because i mean the interest rates and the way this economy is going I don't think we're ever going to see low interest rates again, so might as well lock it in. Um, that's how that's that was how I see it, and I'm still going to we're still going to move forward with that. But at at this time, I just feel like I don't know what I want to do with this business. Yes, it is successful, but like I said, I would not continue it the same way I did mm -hmm. as you had done it before. So I know that you had said that you were saving. Have you looked at investing at all? Do you have any investing advice for the listeners? Oh, yeah, definitely. Hey, listen, if your job does not offer you a 401k, start an IRA, an individual retirement account, immediately. You could actually write up about to $6,000 a year off an IRA. You're finding things out later on in life. It doesn't mean that you're cut off or that you're behind. It just means that you now have access to information you didn't before. You're not behind. Right. 
You're not behind. Can you repeat the, the, the IRA part that you can do six six thousand? Oh yeah. An individual retirement account. So it's if your job does not offer a four oh one K as a benefit for you, which honestly should not be your only retirement vehicle anyway. If you can mm. start an IRA, an IRA is something where you can deposit money, you could yield and you can make your withdrawals if need be for yourself. If if need be. It's a great savings vehicle. It's better than putting your money in the bank. I would never put my money in the bank. I don't put money in the bank. Um, and you could build off that and carry that wherever you go. And like I said, it offers a $6,000 year tax benefit. So like you could write off 6000 on your taxes. It, it's great. Um, that's something I definitely would do. And also a index fund, start an index fund. Yep. No, those are great. I mean, you know, I'm not the expert, but, um, you know, I'm going to start looking into those, um, you know, because I'm also kind of looking into investing. You know, they say that it's a good thing. You know, it can give you a Well, it's just, it's just protecting your money because, like, the thing, the, the thing is you could make money. Anybody can make money. The hardest thing is to actually save it. Mm. That's it the is. thing. It it's, so hard. it's hard. It's because life just happens, and when life happens, it really does, you know, get in the way of things. And if you're not taught how to save money, which you know a lot of us aren't, yep. it makes things that much more difficult. So, facts. Um, so you know, as you said, you know, you have you know created a very successful business that you know, you're kind of weaning off of, um, to a certain extent, right? So, um, you know, one of the things that I kind of wanted to, to talk to you a little bit about is, you know, the company that you keep, um, you know, what are some suggestions that you would have for people that are you know, looking, you know, to start a business and as far as their, their friends, family, and, you know, uh, you know, people that are around them, do you have any suggestions, you know, any, um, you know, lessons learned? from either sharing information, you know, you wouldn't share as much or whatever, whenever you're trying to you know, start a business or whenever you have a very successful business? I would say that you cannot stop or, or force someone to be loyal to you. That's just mm -hmm. going to happen. Yeah. I would say that if you have family that's going to support you, by all means, utilize that. If you have friends yeah. that are going to support you, by all means, utilize that. But that does not mean that they want to grow with you. Some people view you growing as a challenge. Mm. Or they, 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 they process it mentally as, something, as a comparative of what they're doing. And that's not fair. And a lot of people aren't fair to themselves. You should not be hard on yourself for where you are in life because you had to learn a lot to get where you are. It did not happen overnight, it's gradual. Whether the way you were raised affects how you react as an adult, whether the way you are as an adult affects your choices going forward. You know that the choices you make are going to have consequences. And you have to, and you have to be accountable for, for what happened, but that does not mean that everything is your fault or, or that where you are in life is somehow reflective of you as a person. What I learned about work is a job is just that, a job. 
The one thing people make a mistake of doing is they tie their identity to their job. A job does not care about you. You are a number. You're a number. If you leave today, they will replace you today. They do not care about you. You could drop dead at work. We had a guy at my job. He was a Jamaican guy, 24-year vet. He had a heart attack in a work vehicle. Died in the work vehicle. There was no, like, stoppage of work. No, come back to the yard, take a break. Let's process this. Nothing. The day went on as if nothing ever happened. Because they view you as a number. So never tie your self-worth and your purpose to a job. A job is a means to an end. A means to the money that you need so that you can live your life. That's it. That's it. I feel like when people um, are unsatisfied with their lives, they deflect, they build resentment, they begin to hold grudges against other people who may seem more successful than them. But you did not take the same journey as I did. You did not have the same back. You do not have the same background as I do. Mm-hmm. You don't have the same choices that I do. Yes, we all have 24 hours in a day, but that doesn't mean you have the same access to information or, or people that I do. I've had mentors. I've had people that, you know, work alongside me at work that make way more than I do. And they have, they have plumbing companies. You know what I mean? These are people mm-hmm. who say, hey, listen, I work. I hire employees. This is what I do, kid. This is what you should do next. That's what type of people I have around me. So mind the company that you keep, and you always have to ask people to prove themselves. And if they prove themselves unworthy, you got to be willing to let them go. Yep, you got to cut them off. You know, I mean, I feel like you know whether it's a family member, and I, one of the things that I'm, you know, might sound weird, like that I'm actually thankful for, is TikTok. You know, um, I feel like TikTok is not only a social media platform; it's a, it's a, it's a learning platform. You know, and, you know, people, whether it's for, you know, therapy through making videos or whatever, you know, like I've learned that, you know, one, we're moving towards, you know, a, um, an era where people understand their position, right? That a job is a job, you know, which is, I think that it's a great thing. And then two, I believe that, you know, we're also learning that, you know, everybody is dealing with some kind of trauma whether it's, you know, familiar from a job or, you know, whatever. Um, And, you know, how people kind of choose to deal with that. And then just the sharing of information, you know, here's my experience with my family, you know, here's yours, you know, and you can kind of like, I feel like, you know, there's a kind of like a saying that we're all living the same simulation, you know, whether it's, you know, somebody that made a video about living in the eighties or in the nineties or in the early two thousands, right. You know, from the, you know, the, um, you know, there's the guy that makes like the little, um, the Lil Wayne, you know, song, like, like videos or whatever. I can't remember his name right now, you know, but I mean, it's, it's all relatable content, you know, things that we've all been through, you know? Um, and I think that, you know, social media has been a, a, a platform where everyone can learn, you know, and, um, it's a very interesting process to kind of see, um, you know, especially with, you know, TikTok, you know, va- Facebook and Instagram, really weren't um, those kinds of platforms. You know, it was just kind of, you know, to post things. But, you know, um, TikTok has been 
definitely a game changer. Well, right. As far as communication, you are able to communicate in real time or, you know what I mean, in current situation and then like streamline that to other people and make them a part of it, grow your community and then reflect on it. But there's a lot of incremental information that's available online that you have to really piece together or you have to mm. find someone to help break it down to you. You know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of yes. like you get a lot of information, but also a lot of misinformation at the same time. It's going to be very That's careful. Very how true. You... Or, you know, things that are um, confusing or um, yes, no, I totally understand. It's very right. interesting, you know, how it, is, it can be for learning, but also you kind of have to be cautious of, you know, exactly, should I believe this information? Should I do more digging? You know, how much research should I kind of put into it? But yes, that's very, um, very true. Very true. You have to do it. You know, be, especially nowadays, be very careful with who and what you choose to believe. Because there's a lot of mis- misinformation. There's a lot of people that, you know, believe it. And then, you know, they just kind of take off, take off, off running with it. Um, but to move into this, um, this last kind of topic that I wanted to to touch on um, is setting yourself apart from the competition. You know, did you ever feel like you were kind of in competition within one, you know, kind of how did you handle that little, you know, the, the, that little person on your shoulder, like, Hey, we got to keep it up or, you know, kind of kicking it into high gear. You know, how did you kind of, you know, handle that? You know, cause I mean, obviously there are a lot of, um, soaps out there right but you know kind of how do you set yourself up um for success you know in a world full full of creatives well my competition is myself but the way i see it is even though i have made soaps for waivers that's not my core audience my core audience is women they've always been women and so it was like i was trying to balance between the both of like, okay, we're unisex now. <laughs> and we got these waivers, you know, that the waivers make up like maybe 37%, but the majority is women. So the majority of women are buying these slimes too. They like the dip set one and they were buying it using it in their hair or they're using it on their sons or their husbands or their nephews, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, had, I was running into like, ah, oh, man, if anything, what I really need is called, I need capital. I need capital and I need more direction. And that's where I was like going. My competition was not waivers because I'm not a waiver. I never have been. And it's like, I'm a natural who has appealed to waivers because of my soap products mm-hmm. and skincare. Cause I, you know, the guys, you know, take care of their skin. Like, I didn't even know guys did that. I didn't know guys take care of skin like that. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. You know what I mean? But it was perceived that, oh, well, she's in competition with no one. No, I'm not. Mm. I, and my, I always, and I always keep my pages small. <laughs> I do that deliberately because mm. I like to be more engaged. Like I'm more concerned with having engagement than having like hundreds of thousands of followers. Yep. I don't care about that. Because, yeah, you could have hundreds of thousands of followers. That doesn't mean you're getting thousands and thousands of likes on your posts either. You're not. So I don't buy followers. I don't care about that stuff. I'd rather talk. Like I, I don't, One thing I always did with the business, I always talked in my IG story every single day. I don't care if I was driving, if I was at work, if I was at lunch, 
if I was batching product, if I was shipping, it was every single day. I'd rather talk and be engaged. And I lost that because I was so distracted with wearing all these different hats. That's one thing I definitely do regret is talking to just people, to customers. That's one thing I really like to do. All right, man. Um, you know, here at Enapropio Rocky Podcast, we really wanted to thank you for coming on today. Um, you know, like I said, you are a taker and a mover in the Black community. Um, you know, I'm so thankful and, uh, you know, grateful that you, um, you know, replied to my DMs. Um, you know, I just wanted to say thank you, um, you know, and also thank you for what you've done for the, you know, the Black community as a whole. Um, you know, you've definitely changed the game and, you know, given us a little bit more um, you know, uniqueness and, you know, kind of contributed to the, to the wave game, you know, and we're very, very thankful for that along, you know, with the soaps and the other um, aspects of your business. We just wanted to say thank you. Um, anything else you want to say to the people before, before we say goodbye? Yes. Did you know that I lost $1,600 on Christmas? Sixteen hundred, because I prepaid a deposit for another best of both curls in Brooklyn, in New York, and it never came to fruition. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was like, I was gonna have a fifth best of both curls pop up event, and I paid for it a year in advance. Totally forgot about it until I got the email. I facepalm myself and just laughed it off like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that that sums it up for me. That sums it up. But I, I loved I love talking to people and I like meeting people in person rather than just online. It was always great. Have you ever been to one of the events? Oh. I don't think he's there. Oh well. But yes, um, I think that's it. 